You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. Yes, I am. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tusay. Before you watch the video, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And all of my YouTube viewers, please hit that little bell to get notifications of all our new content. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for this special bonus episode yes. of the Saved and Woke podcast. Things have been popping off, and D and I were just like, yo, we cannot just let this week go by without addressing it. So, again, thank you for rocking with us. It's really just kind of like spur of the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not really dressed my best right now. It's thundering and lightning outside, so if you hear some of that, just bear with us, because what we have to talk about today is, is current, is real, it's urgent. So... D, go ahead and start us off. All right, so many of you already know or have seen in the news what LeBron James has done. Fabulous, just fabulous. Opening this new school for the students in his hometown. And it's just so amazing. And although I don't really favor his basketball, you know, playing skills and all that, you know, I'm not a big fan of LeBron. Like... I'm I'm not okay, yeah. but look. That aside from that, I'm not I, a LeBron fan, but I respect. I well, I mean, I I look. He got a good game, okay. Mm -hmm. I'll say that he got. Good game. I'm not you know one of those yeah. super fans. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, yeah, that's okay. besides the point. Besides uh, the point, you know, respect what he's doing for the kids because you know as you may know in our society today, especially. Um, our low-income kids, they do not receive the resources that they need to succeed um, at any level. Yeah, and you know? along with that, um, socioeconomic status has actually surpassed race in terms of the greatest predicting factor of academic success. So although race still does play a part, mm -hmm. um, your what you got in the bank is basically going to determine what, how well your kids do more so than their race now, which is huge. It's yeah. crazy. But most of those kids are our black and brown kids. Yeah, they are know? still mostly black, so. black and brown kids, but even so, like, he's really addressing um, a lot of issues. But so we had already known, we, we, we knew about the school, you know, obviously just as, 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 as early as you all did, but there was something in particular the, that you that uh, led to you wanting to talk about this today. So oh, yeah. can you share oh, yeah. what that is with everybody? Yes, I'd be glad to do so. So I was perusing around on social media as I always do when I don't have anything else to do. And so I've seen this meme circulating a few times. And, um, like, and we're gonna put it up so y'all can know what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so this meme in particular uh, was saying that LeBron did what most churches should have done a long time ago, and that's used the tithes to build a school. Oh yeah, didn't it say it was like 
LeBron James did what y'all churches should have done with y'all's tithes, but y'all keep paying them though. Right, Throw right, right. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> we're gonna address some things. Oh yeah, as we always do. So yes, I believe you're right. Like LeBron James has done what we the church should be doing, which is not just helping people, but attacking and confronting the the systems of injustice, the Absolutely. systems of of lack and of oppression mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that have plagued our society. Absolutely. And so like in terms of in terms of just, you know, helping our neighbor out, we're supposed to we're we are supposed to love our neighbor, but we're all supposed to eradicate evil or whatever it is. We're supposed to help people out um right. and um and get at those systemic problems. Mm -hmm. And so like because like at this school, this school not only provides like free tuition, free bike and helmet, free transportation within two miles. You got guaranteed um, uh, acceptance to Akron University if you if you graduate from the school. Not only is it helping the kids, but it's also helping the parents. And like I'm yes. I'm in school for social work right now. I get my master's in social work, and we talk about in terms of system. You have the um, the, the the micro system which is just the individual helping the individual mm -hmm. and then it goes all the way out to the macro, macro system, system yeah. but from micro in between that there's like what we call the meso and the meso is you know larger than the individual but not all the way out to a macro like national and international mm -hmm. uh trends policies and, so and social goings on stuff like that so like but, the bridge yeah kind of kind of like that and so the bridge from the person to the outside community is the family. So he's helping them. He's servicing the, the the person, the individual, that student, and then also the family. And I'm like, yes, the church should definitely be helping out individuals, should definitely be helping out families. And this is not just individuals and individual families, but it's like helping an entire community. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's just big all around, you mm -hmm. know? And that's what we're called to do. Yes. As followers of Christ we should be establishing the kingdom of God like people think of like you know being saved is all about dying and going to heaven but oh, Jesus he brought heaven to us yes and he invited us in the kingdom while we were here on earth we had that access exactly when you believe you are when you believe in your mortal living body you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and you have access to those rights um but even if you're not a believer, there are certain things that God does for everybody. Like God says, he, he causes it to rain like it is right now on the evil and on the just. He blesses, he causes the sun to shine on the righteous and on the evil. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that should be available to, to everyone. Um, and man, LeBron just took a huge step towards that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, case in point, the church should be doing that, you know, but... With the whole, you know, the smart outlet type of comment at the internet meme, but y'all keep paying them though. Oh, you the tides. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can squash that real quick. So yeah, let's do that. I already know what I'm saying. But you go ahead, D. <laughs> okay, so with the whole ties thing, um, that's actually a command in the Bible. Yeah. So um, now that doesn't. Take away from the fact that some churches, you know, do abuse tithes. Yeah, like church leaders, churches do and pastors and the tithes. people in church to do that. We're not saying yeah. that that doesn't happen, but we're also not saying that you shouldn't pay your tithes. Yeah, so I understand where that comes from, you know, with people 
saying that, you know, people still keep paying the tithes and stuff. And, you know, uh, the members of the church, you know, they still ride around in the hoopies while the pastors and other leaders, deacons, whatever, you know, they ride around these big ball of shot collar type of cars. Mm -hmm. So, so we, we, we understand that. We get that. But, you know, in this case, it's like, you know, like we just said, you know, um, the church should be helping out with uh, basic needs, you know. Uh, I think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know. The, the, the what? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So it's What's like that? It's basically like a pyramid and it's talking about, you know, the different needs that need to be addressed, like sociological needs. So um, the basic needs is like food, water, shelter, and then it just kind of works its way up. So when you talk about like the whole community thing, um, like helping those students and the families, I mm -hmm. thought about that. So, um, but yeah, you know, I understand that. But at the same time, you know, tithes are a command in the Bible. Um, you're supposed to give uh, to your church. And, you know, I, I've i actually seen a difference in my life uh, from paying tithes as Say opposed that. to not paying tithes. As opposed tithes. to not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was gonna say in regards to paying tithes. Mm -hmm. Like it's pretty. It's, it's got the Bible is very clear about um, how people have robbed God in terms of withholding the tithe, which belongs to Him, and mm -hmm. also not giving um, offerings, which you can decide. Like tithe is that means tenth, like it's a tenth of your income, mm -hmm. um, and then the offering is where, however, God puts on your heart. And it's like, man, I tithed. My parents taught me to tithe. I tithed all the way up until junior year of college. And I remember when I stopped tithing. Yeah. I remember what happened when I stopped tithing, man. I remember my car all of a sudden just start, like Things happen. Like, you open yourself up to, to, to negative things happening to you or just to consequences when you don't give tithes. Like, the Bible says that if you give ties the storehouse you know that the lord will rebuke the devourer for your namesake so if so if you're not paying tithes then the lord is no longer rebuking the the, the enemy on your behalf and then the enemy has another um avenue to access your life um either spiritually physically and but definitely financially man like i was my car started leaking gas um my and then like somebody somebody i remember Ran into my car and then drove off in the middle of the night. So it was a hit and run. Had to pay for it get, to get fixed. The door get fixed. And then one time I was back in my car out of, the, out of my driveway, and um, I got I was too close to like the telephone pole that was right at the end of the driveway and knocked off my my side view mirror. Man, I was mad. And like I and I I was that was back when I was running from God. So like I knew it was because I wasn't tithing. But I was like, nah, man, I ain't about to give this. You know, I had I had a pretty fat refund check, and I was like, I'm about to get this tithe. Ah, but the point is, like, I, when I tithe, I'm, everything is to put it in a not so spiritual or academic sense. Everything is gravy. I don't know anybody who tithes who regret who regrets it. I don't know anybody who started tithing and regretted it. They always talk about how it's blessed their life. They can always see almost instant financial financial benefit mm -hmm. from um giving God the tithe which is which belongs to him and then allowing him also to guide them in and give an offerings. Yeah, and, so, and that doesn't mean the enemy ain't gonna attack. Okay? You can't yeah. pay the enemy away. Exactly. You know, we're you know, whether you're living for God or whether you're not living for God, you always gonna be uh under attack 
Yeah, and God, and it's all right because God's grace is sufficient. But the main thing about LeBron School is like, yes, that we should be doing stuff like that. I hope churches um, begin to do things like this that benefit their communities. Like our church has um, an organization that they've been working on for for a long time now, and I'm really looking forward to when that gets on and popping. Um, and it's it's just great, like. To see when you do see churches um, actually doing stuff, and, mm-hmm. and I also don't want to make it seem like all churches aren't doing that. Because right, uh, right. a friend of ours who's a pastor, their their church just celebrated 100 their 150th anniversary, and he kind of like part of the celebration or his address to his church body was him listing out everything that the money is used for, and he said a bunch of cool things. But one thing that just stuck out that I still remember. Is that he said that they are um, they like make these I guess care package type boxes that people can put in their cars so that whenever they pass somebody or see somebody who's homeless and like stuck on the road then they can give them like the food and snacks and maybe I think maybe probably like clothes or something in there too and I was like that's what's up so yeah there are churches out here doing stuff um, y'all don't want to recognize them though. Uh, but we love to recognize when pastors are messing up. We love that people in general, they love bad news. That's not even like, that's not even only with, with churches, but especially with churches, people love bad news, especially with pastors, people love bad news. There's people out here doing good stuff, doing great things in the name of the Lord, according Absolutely. to Jesus' will. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So that's all I got to say about that, man. Like, like, and I'm not, and I'm not, we're not here saying that LeBron is acting out of a uh, Christian, uh, uh, because of his Christian views, I don't really, I don't know what he believes spiritually. I wouldn't say probably that he is a a, a Christian. I don't, I don't think he is. But we're just saying that stuff like this is what um, Christians should be doing. We should be, we should be the leaders too. We shouldn't have to like wait up and see what the world can do, how how the world is loving their neighbor. Like we, we who are believers who have the 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 God who is love inside of us, man. We should be doing stuff like this. Yeah, and we shouldn't have to depend on celebrities such as LeBron to you know take the burden on their shoulders and that's that's not taken away from the good stuff he's doing but you know we we can do the work if we pull together collectively yeah man God is a supplier man yeah. it just seems like if you feel like that if you see a need and don't know how it's you can feel it that's all right that's that just shows you that you need to depend on God we're supposed to lean on him uh, we're supposed to trust in the Lord with all our ways and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, we will acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path, man. Mm-hmm. Believe in God, trust God, do what He do what He's calling you to do, do what He's calling us to do. He called on the church and on His on the believers, on the saints, to to establish His kingdom in the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, but yeah, so we have a pretty good opinion of this school and things like it but there was somebody who apparently was not that impressed by it and by person I mean our president um do you remember what he said what the tweet was I don't remember the tweet exactly but I know he was dissing LeBron we'll, we'll put it up yeah he said something <laughs> like he basically said um this reporter made LeBron look smart, which is a hard thing to do. 
I like or by 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 the by by the dumbest newscaster or something like that. And it was like, I, I like, like Mike. I like Mike. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, dude, come on, man. Come yeah, on. and I want to, I want to talk about this too, just because we were gonna do a full episode about this, but it didn't really happen. But we can talk about it now because he has given us the opportunity to do so. We were gonna talk do this one episode, basically talking about how the president panders to evangelical Christians or people who claim to be Christians, basically conservative, conservative Christians, but really is not. And I feel like just and without without even get looking into the whole the whole of his presidency, the whole of his campaign, all the stuff he's done and said to people. Like this right here is just a good example of how he's not a Christian. He's not a champion of the Christian faith, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Because LeBron did something good. Like basically someone did something good for someone else and all he could do was talk trash about that person like even if you don't like somebody the bible says jesus said that we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves we're supposed to do unto others as we want to have done unto us and i'm like that's that's basic (laughs) that's so elementary in terms of just what it means to be what it means to be a saint and he clearly is not that like he would not if you're supposed to act as you would want someone to act towards you, I mean, like, you know, good and well, he would want anybody talking to him, talking about him like that, man. If he does anything, he he just get, he gets upset if there's not, like, a whole media fanfare about it. And that's not the spirit of God, man. Like, that's not love. That's not graciousness. Even if you do disagree with somebody. Um. So that's, yeah, that's... And it's just so much hate and bitterness that is also not the spirit of God. Because if you have hate, we're supposed to love our neighbor. We owe our, we're supposed to owe our neighbors nothing but to love them. That's the only thing we owe anybody else is to love. And if if somebody does upset you, like he might be mad because you know probably because you know LeBron and the Cavs didn't go to the didn't go to uh, oh, to, the, the, to the White House. Or, well, yeah. I think like he said, even if he did, when he was like, I know whoever wins, they're not going. So he was probably upset about that. And like, even if, you, yeah, it might've hurt your little feelings, but we're supposed to forgive. The Bible says, if you do not forgive others, he ain't gonna forgive you. Like you will not be forgiven of your sins. And also on top of that, it says you will be released to the tormentors. Um, so, and I mean, if you think about it, he just seemed like a tormented individual to say the least. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about president's response to that um but that is not all that we have to say about the president we're going to switch gears so we're going to go from lebron school and transition into talking about go ahead and tell him d (laughs) oh the pastors meeting with good old trump no not just pastors meeting what kind of pastors oh yeah that's right how could I forget this? The inner city pastors. The inner, quote unquote, inner city pastors. Yeah. So, <clears throat> first, let's talk about our concerns. What's the first thing wrong with this, D? 
Well, I mean, from what it looked like, okay? From what it looked let's like. Let's just call it, it, let's start from what he called it. A meeting of inner city pastors. <laughs> I'm setting you up for the alley. Go ahead, <laughs> Go ahead and open it. Like, why, why did that have to be a factor? You know, inner city pastors. Like, what, what, what was he trying to get at? We all know what he was trying to get at. Because you saw in the room, there was... There was <laughs> yeah, yeah, bl- black pastors. Let's just black, put it out yeah, there. It was, it was black, black pastors. Black and, black and Hispanic pastors. Yeah. And although some of them in the room probably were um, inner city pastors. There's one that I know for a fact was not an inner city pastor. And probably uh, there were some other pastors in there who also were not inner city pastors. But it's just like... It's just, I heard somebody else, um, another pack, podcast that I like to listen to um, is powered by our friends over at The Witness. It's called Pass the Mic. And they said that this president, when it comes to people of color, he's either going to demonize you or tokenize you. Demonizing, making you, of course, seem like you're a criminal, you're a degenerate. And all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, but in this case, it was the tokenization. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, I'm talking to some pastors. Oh, and they just happen to be black and Hispanic. It was like, no, these are the yeah. inner city pastors yeah, that, that we're talking tokenism. to. So, yeah, so we can talk about... So he can like check it off. Oh, yeah, they checked off these, this, this, uh, this, these inner city talks and these inner city initiatives that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> For our listeners, you can see Juan's page right oh, now. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm at a loss for words. I'm shaking my head, and I just, I really don't know. And what else? What was the other thing I was gonna say was that I read an article from on ABC News about the meeting, and it sounded like they were actually doing good stuff. So I'm not mad at him for having the meeting. Um, it's just like, it just kind of makes you go, hmm, when you just preface it, when you, when you call it a meeting of inner city pastors and it's just black and brown people right. and you don't, without any consideration of whether or not they are, um, inner city pastors or not. Mm-hmm, and then, so like he, they were talking about, you know, like doing, enacting prison reform, mm-hmm. like yeah. broad prison reform, which is good. Like if he actually is, does that, actually. that's, you know, that's stuff that saved the world people should want to see. But considering his track record, I just was like, man, there's probably nothing going to come from it, even though I'm still hopeful because he had the meeting. But then at the same, same time, there was a comment made by one of the individuals there. And he said that this is probably one of the most pro-black presidencies or pro-black administrations we have ever seen in our whole entire life. Y'all, when I heard heard that, I lost it. I completely lost it. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? Are you blind? <laughs> like, so why, why do you say that? Why do you say are you blind? Because I mean, because clearly like prison reform would help us, right? So, yeah. So, so why are you still mad? Be, because Let that, know. that comment, like one of the most pro-black leaders? Huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so you completely just ignored like all this other stuff. 
this man has done. Yeah, like let's like, let's let's just go off and no in no particular order. I'm thinking of how he would address the black uh, NFL players who um, were kneeling in protest to police brutality, not the national anthem and not to soldiers, but who were protesting police brutality. And he called them SOBs and said that they should be fired. And just how, um, especially his, what is it? How he really, how he came at uh, Representative uh, Maxine Waters, who was not only black, but also a woman. Auntie Matt, shout out to her, yes. <laughs> oh, I love her. You good. <laughs> yeah, how he came at her just so, so disrespectfully. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I know it was respectful, it was gross, it was disgusting. And again, not the character of a Christian, not the character of a believer. Um, not the character of someone who the Spirit of God is continually working out, um, working in them until his, until his return. Like, it's just disgusting. <laughs> and just like his complete um, lack of concern or interest in the suffering of black women, black men, black people, and people of color at the hands of the police and at the hands of white citizens who were taking the law into their own hands um, and killing, brutalizing, harassing, stalking people in the name of keeping their communities safe. Like I haven't heard him speak on anything, any sort of case of um, police brutality against unarmed and nonviolent Black people. And, and don't forget how he addresses our community as a whole. The African Americans, like, you know, like the African Americans, you know, this for the African Americans, other than that for the African Americans. Yeah, it's just I mean, weird. That, that, that just kind of. Yeah, he just gets his talking ugh. points in, and then that's it. Um, basically, we wanted to do this episode because we here are saying woke, understand the struggle. That it is to be saved and woke a lot of times. Some of y'all might be going to churches that vehemently support this administration and tell our current president as uh, a Christian champion. Yeah, but, um, but there's a lot of, you know, sorry to cut you off, but, you know, there was a lot of um, feedback from, you know, the Christian community in general uh, about the pastors being there and just like, oh, no, like, you know, what are they doing meeting with Trump? You yeah. know? It, I've seen and it. And it wasn't even out of anger. It was just like, people just like, oh, like can y'all what? explain what's going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, we, genu- we genuinely want to know what the deal is. Yeah, because, you know, there was commentary about, you know, some pastors, you know, they really, you know, do hear from God. And, you know, their intention is yeah. to, you know, build, to, to uh, have prison reform. And then some, you know, it's just like, oh, no, they snakes in the grass. Like, you know, can't trust them. Can't trust the agenda that they Trying to get some status for. by getting close to the yeah, president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, it was a lot of, a lot of pushback. Um, in the media, it, it, it was just, it was just a field day. And yeah. I was just, you know, just soaking it all in. I was just like reading it, just looking like, oh my gosh, so much going on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the point about the fact that there are probably some pastors there who actually do hear from God and were genuinely there um, 
to do the work of the Lord, or at least to be a representative of the real church, you know. Right. Right. And one of those pastors is one, the only one, the, actually the only one there that I was familiar with, um, uh, is, goes by the name of John Gray. Um, he's the pastor of Relentless Church. And I really, truly, honestly believe that he hears from God and he's yeah. not about um, increasing his, his status. Um, and like at first I was really concerned because especially with that news piece like I, I I didn't see the clip at first I, I saw the, um, the the I guess not the cover photo but we'll call it the cover photo for for the story and it was him next to the president praying and I was like what and then the quote that this is the most pro-black president was also under that picture so for a second I thought he said it and I was like no yeah because so, so that's a prime example of how the media can twist and manipulate and tokenize things. that and tokenize yeah that. yeah and just give off a false image yeah um but with him I was like yeah we have to we do have to as believers as saved and woke people we have to be conscious of what's going on we have to fight back against Immorality. We have to fight back against um, spiritual wickedness in high places. But uh, and I was concerned about John Gray being there until I saw his, um, I guess, his explanation of it that he posted on his Instagram, which you can see on at the real John Gray, and he gave what I felt was a really, really heartfelt explanation to his church, mm -hmm. and then also even the caption was also very heartfelt, well not, not heartfelt, but sincere and genuine. Cause he was like, you know what? I know a lot of y'all are feeling really, really hurt and confused, but I, I prayed and asked God, I was like, God, do you want me there? Do you want me there? And he said he felt led to be there by the Lord, by the spirit of God that's at work within him. And he was like, yeah, and, I, and even that, I understand some of y'all still are confused, yeah. but um, that's why that's why he was there. Yeah. And there, there are like uh, a lot of people who are still kind of critical of that. But, you know, I believe him. Yeah, and, and it's the same pastor that whenever um, um, the issues with immigration were coming up, this is the same one that talked about Jesus being an immigrant. And mm -hmm. in his sermon, he just explained, you know, how can you, or just talk, just basically challenge the audience, just challenge everybody, how can you hate immigrants? if you know you so-called follow jesus yeah and like that's that that's another reason why i'm not all up in arms about it um the only thing that would get me mad is like if in the future he does some stuff or any or any pastor that was there or any pastor that come that pops up into the political spotlight habitually and continually does things that kind of just pander to the president mm -hmm. that acquiesce to his will yeah, and i just yeah. try to get a photo op to 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 gain status um, in the site of this administration, but like you said, he was talking about it was a good. That was also he posted that video as well to yeah. his Instagram. He was talking about like if you are okay with ripping families apart, he said, please don't forget that your that your savior was an an immigrant in Egypt who was fleeing from persecution, not unlike many of the immigrants um, trying to enter the country today, trying to enter yeah. the country and are being split up from their families. Yeah, it was powerful. It was like good. I heard it on the radio. I was stuck in traffic. And like they played a clip of it on the radio, and it was, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So if, if awesome. so if that pastor and if pastors like him were in that room, I'm okay with that. Um, and, and we just have to we just have to wait and see. Yeah, we, we definitely do have to hold everybody accountable. We have to hold our political leaders and our spiritual leaders accountable to the truth of the gospel. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say.
Unless you got something. No, that that was pretty much it. All right, and like we always do, we're just going to end with prayer. So, Lord God, we thank you for this conversation. We thank you for the spiritual insight and wisdom that you have given to us, that you have helped to spread through us via this podcast. We declare, Lord God, that your wisdom, your truth, your knowledge about these topics and about other spiritual insight and wisdom that you want your people to receive has been transported via our words, via the podcast, via this video, into the hearts and minds of all the listeners, of all the saints, Lord God. Pray, Lord God, that because of this, people will understand and know that Jesus and and that Christians in general are not hard, monolithic, unchangeable, unfeeling people who do not see the suffering of others, who cannot rejoice when people are being helped, Lord God. But I thank you that they will understand that we can, that Christians are supposed to reflect the love of God. We'll understand what the love of God is and we'll be better at living it out. We'll be better at not just loving people and loving individuals, but we'll be better at spreading the love of God, spreading the justice of the kingdom throughout our homes, throughout our communities, throughout our nation, Lord God. And we just call it done right now. We just declare that your will be done on earth. We declare that your will be done in America as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. Yes, God. And Lord, we just thank you for challenging us to address these trending topics that are going on today, Father God, because it's not always easy um, addressing these topics, period, but it's also challenging to address these topics from a save and woke perspective so lord we just thank you lord for just putting us on our hearts to speak about father god and hoping to uh give our viewers and our listeners a a new perspective of these topics that they have never considered before or they have considered but were afraid to voice or to speak amongst loved ones or family members and friends father god so lord we just thank you lord for challenging us to bring these topics to the table father god to further create the dialogue that you want us to create with this show father god and so we just thank you for your faithfulness we just thank you for your love and challenging us to love each and every day in spite of what's going on in society lord and as i always pray let not this podcast fall on deaf ears let it not Mm -hmm. fall on blind eyes father god but remove the scales from the eyes of your people father god so that they can see and just remove the blockages from the ears uh, to our listeners so that they can really listen to what we have to say father god and we just thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, for it is always sufficient. And we say this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, D. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you for watching this episode of the Save and Woke podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and sign up for notifications to keep up with all of our new content. As always, you can keep up with me personally at Mr. Underscore Save and Woke on Instagram and Twitter. And you can now keep up with the show on Instagram at Save and Woke. That does it for today. Until next time, keep the faith and stay woke.